0: Overwhelmingly, cities and states that respect the right to keep and bear arms have notoriously lower violent crime. Mm. Big cities that push more and more of the same thing have spikes in violent crime. If I am the bad guy, I do not care about your rule. There's already a rule against murder.
1: That was Maj Touré the founder of Black Guns Matter, and a solutionary libertarian candidate for Philadelphia City Council. I'm Flood the Drummer, and this is Drumming for Justice. It's Monday, July 29th, 2019. What's up, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. Last week, State Senator Vincent Hughes called for legislation to ban guns at Philadelphia Recreation Centers, city parks, and playgrounds in response to an increase in homicides in the nation's sixth-largest city. His call was echoed by City Council President Darrell Clark, who last week said he plans to introduce a companion bill when the Philadelphia City Council reconvenes in September. Violators of Mr. Clark's bill would be fined up to $2,000 Face up to 90 days in prison, or both, according to WHYY. Among supporters of these bills is Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kinney, who I caught up with last Thursday outside City Hall. Here's a snippet of that conversation.
2: I mean, I, I, mean, I think we need more gun control in this country overall, you getting easier to get a gun than it is a driver's license,
1: it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. But don't you think that the people who are committing these crimes aren't really abiding by laws anyway? So,
2: But the, the availability of them, for example, a perfect example is the straw purchase issue, when you don't have to report your gun stolen. Mm-hmm. That allows people to purchase, for people who couldn't purchase on their own, right. wind up using the, the, the weapon in, in some type of crime, felony, or homicide. Uh, and then that person doesn't have to account for the fact that that gun was Purchased by them, given to somebody else, and then they claim it was stolen. So those kinds of laws would be helpful to us. I I agree that the criminal element doesn't usually follow the rules to begin with. But I think the more uh, opportunity we have as a city uh, to police ourselves and to control weaponry in our own city... um, I think that's would be better so off. So you for. would
1: support a measure that would?
2: Yeah, I would support any type of activity that's going to bring attention to this plague that we're dealing with. Okay. I mean, throughout the rest of the state, weaponry is used for hunting and other things, and this in this our city, sad to say, and in other cities, it's used to hunt people, and we need to we need to get those weapons out of people's hands. A
1: clarifying question, just, but what would you say to those who say that this bill is only going to burden those who are law abiding, you know, who 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 have the right to carry a gun, who are responsible?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think we have. Too many homicides and too many shootings in our city. And uh, if you have to give up some of those rights a little bit to keep everybody else safe, I think that's not what asking you much.
1: Thank you for your time, All sir.
2: take care.
1: Also supporting the Safe Haven Bills is Philadelphia City Councilwoman Sidney Bass, who said the legislation to be a, quote, no-brainer. Councilwoman Bass was also outside City Hall on Thursday and explained to me why she will undoubtedly be a yes vote.
3: I I think that for most of us who are supporting this bill, the, the, um, the, the driver of it is that we need to find a way to address the prevalence of gun violence in our community that's affecting our children, that's traumatizing our neighborhoods, that's really just out of control. And so we in no way, shape, or form are interested in restricting anybody's rights. But we also have to recognize at some point that there has to be a right to um, uh, feeling comfortable in your neighborhood, to feeling safe Mm -hmm. in the community in which you are, uh, you know, happy and healthy and, um, you know, being able to participate in the amenities of that neighborhood like a rec center Mm -hmm. or a playground. And so, um, you know, again, there's no interest whatsoever in addressing uh folks who are out here uh who are doing things the right way who are law-abiding that's not what this is about it's really about how do we get in front of what continues to happen every single day with this violence this, you know just uh, unfettered violence that's happening in the city of philadelphia
1: when you think about the language of the bill and you're here when it says you know banning it from the area do you think about that as in 100 feet from a rec center or, or directly inside of a rec center
3: well, I'm going to leave that up to the law department because so, okay. we'll, what we want to do is make sure that we have something that's legal. Okay. So I can't say if it's directly in the like in the center, if it's, you know, X amount of feet away from the center. I, d- I don't know, to be quite honest. But the, again, the uh, impetus behind all this is we want to keep our kids safe.
1: Do you anticipate a constitutional challenge? Too? Sure. Yeah,
3: sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: And I guess you guys are ready for that.
3: We're ready for the fight. I mean, we we have to stay in the fight we're going to be protecting our kids. Nobody's going to do it. You know like listen, you know, and I'm down here at city hall and all, but we in our neighborhoods can't expect that people from other places are going to be focused on our neighborhood. We have to save ourselves. Yeah. We have to save our communities. We have to save our young people's not not just the Folks who are the, the kids who are in the playgrounds, but the kids who are carrying guns, like we have to reach out and figure out a way to get at them, too.
1: Councilwoman, do you feel safe in the city? This, this is a question that I ask the mayor. Do, do you feel safe when you walk your neighborhood and walk around? I mean, you don't necessarily have the detail that the mayor has. I mean,
3: I feel safe because, okay. um, but I'm a little bit different. A lot of people know me, okay, you know, they know who I am in the community. So, you know, there's a little, um, you know.
1: It's a buffer of sorts. There's
3: a buffer um, to, to uh, okay, well, that's the councilwoman. But, you know, I'm just the one. You know, I represent another 160,000 people in my district. Mm. And there's another, you know, 1.6 million in the city of Philadelphia who don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you should be able to feel safe in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, I, I think that what we have right now is just unprecedented mm. in terms of the amount of violence, the lack of Is security. it shocking to you? It is shocking to me because I love the city. I'm born and raised here. I'm from North Philly, mm. one of the toughest parts of the city. I'm proud. I'm a North Philly girl. But it's of the Philly? Tra- I'm from 28th and Allegheny. Okay. Yeah, they call it Swamp Poodle now. I don't know <laughs> where, where, that, where that came from. But, um, you know, that's, this is something that, I, you know, I'm proud to be a North Philly girl, which has always been known as being sort of like a tough part of mm. town. But um, there's something happening here that's really unnatural. And, and uh, you know, we, we've somewhat normalized it Mm. you know when we had back in the spring there was uh five african-american men who were walking down the street just walking down the street who were shot and it was barely a blip on the news radar and i commented that if this was any other ethnicity You know uh, of five you know white men or Asian men or whatever who were walking down the street that that would be front page news across the country mm-hmm. but because it's been so normalized that it has become acceptable and but there's a level of trauma that we're just is not it dealing just with.
1: N- normalization or is it also a level of uh, 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 race Does, is oh, race absolutely. playing a part in the why but is these it's, it's
3: normalized for us okay you know in our community so when the african-american community it's kind of like because oh, well, they say oh that's what they right, do anyway. right that's what they do right that's what ha- that's what happens over there okay and no that's not what happens over there mm-hmm. that's not what happens here last question sure
1: i asked this of, of the council president he said that in years past before we got to about like 2016 that the city appeared to be relatively okay with the murder rate as long as it stayed under 300. And that had never been spoken, but that was just the kind of attitude where there wasn't a sense of urgency because it was 280. To, to what you were saying, it was kind of normalized. Right. But once we started breaking 310, 323, then it starts to be, okay, maybe it's a state of emergency. Do you feel that, that that's a that's a fair characterization that over the past 10 years well, there hasn't been that, that urgent look?
3: Well, I'll, I'll say this. So, um, you know, I, I know um Both uh, perpetrators uh, who have committed homicides, and I know people who have been the victims of homicides. Any homicide is unacceptable Mm -hmm. and one too many. Mm -hmm. So I've never, uh, you know, I've never heard that vocalized that, uh, you know, 300 and over is a problem. But as far as I'm concerned, any, any level of you know, violence against another human being is absolutely unacceptable, you know? Uh, And again, there's a trauma to it. We don't deal with that. There's a trauma to, you know, the, the family that's left behind the friends, the neighbors, there's trauma to the person who's now going up to, you know, um, uh, Phoenix or great, you know, the old Raderford, which is now Phoenix or, um, you know, any of these other places, you know, there's a trauma to all of our communities and it acts out and it manifests in so many other ways that continue a cycle of the violence in our neighborhood. So, um, so any one is just not acceptable.
1: I appreciate your time, Consuelo. Always a Thank pleasure. So of course, not everyone supports the safe haven bills. The loudest critic thus far is Maj Teray. The founder of Black Guns Matter, who's campaigning for a seat on the Philadelphia City Council as an independent, Mr. Teray has been endorsed by Gun Owners of America, who characterize the North Philly native as a Second Amendment champion. Mr. Teray spoke to me in the courtyard of City Hall, and he didn't hold back.
0: I think it's a horrible idea. First, let me say this to those to those um, public servants. Um, we're, you guys, us women and men, are charged with the responsibility of uh, public safety as well as respectful individual liberties and rights. Mm-hmm. They pay you guys the big bucks to come up with actual solutions to these things without violating law-abiding citizens' rights. Mm-hmm. Okay? What they're in essence saying is ignore, you know, the Pennsylvania state constitution. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be questioned. That is Pennsylvania state constitution. Mm -hmm. They're in essence saying because we have a few idiots doing the wrong thing, that we should in essence violate a lot of people who have been doing the right things, rights. Mm. I get the frustration and the trauma that comes along with senseless violence and death. I get that. I'm from North Philly. I Mm. understand that thoroughly. But we do not just get to throw anything at uh, a problem... It's a cotton candy solution. Cotton mm. candy is no real substance. Mm. It tastes good. It might make you feel good for the moment. You have a sugar high, but it'll disintegrate in your, on your tongue. There's no nutritional value. It does not make you healthier. It doesn't even feed you. hmm It's empty, empty calories. Empty calories. Mm. It's nothing. hmm Probably hungrier after you eat it. You're hungrier (laughs) because now I'm hyped up. Mm -hmm. You know, I ran around, I had this, now I'm sleepy, I'm tired, now I still got to actually go get something of substance and sustenance. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what these types of policies push. And my concern is, I want to believe that these men and women don't know the data. Mm. My concern is, they know the data, and we're coming uh, close up to election years. And Mm. they're presenting a theory that they know does not work Mm. to make it look like. I would
1: argue that they do think it works. I I don't think that they have the level of insight that you do. Mm -hmm. Whether that's knowing the data or looking at it from a gun owner's perspective. I think that they think they're good intentioned Mm -hmm. and this is, we've tried everything else. We've tried arresting ourselves out of it. We've we've tried putting cops on the
0: beat. So the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm. I don't care about their potential moral victory. Either you're ignorant or you're aware. Mm-hmm. If you're ignorant, stop trying. And it's not. We, we, you've tried this before in 94. Mm-hmm. So it's not try something else. What you haven't tried is conflict resolution, mm-hmm. de-escalation, getting these young men empowered by... How about taking some of these men to the gym? Taking some of these men to the range? Taking some of these men and saying, this is what a firearm actually does. Mm-hmm. And since you're 18, 19 years old, if you stay on a straight and narrow, you can defend your life from a, a lawful perspective. When you give somebody that type of information and empowerment and give them the data, then you get actual change. We, we have a nationwide worth of data. Overwhelmingly, cities and states that respect the right to keep and bear arms have notoriously lower violent crime. Mm. Big cities that push more and more of the same thing have spikes in violent crime if I am the bad guy I do not care about your rule there's already a rule against murder (laughs) (laughs) right Mm -hmm. don't kill people Mm. I'm gonna kill a person that is the mentality of that person all you're doing is hamstringing somebody else from being in a space to defend themselves or other Philadelphians Mm. from the actual bad people
1: Mm. I think about the um the piece you wrote um for um you initially wrote it as a response for the inquiry Yeah. And, and then we worked together and, and published it. Yeah. And in it, you talk about, I think, in the very first two paragraphs, you actually talk about this. This, this idea of politicians, when they face what they perceive to be outrageous, unprecedented levels of crime, mm-hmm. that they simply just throw so out what? legislation. You know, unmeaningless legislation. Legislation that's, you know, maybe in the, even in this case, unlikely to pass, but... They just they just go for you know what in they ch- know
0: in chess. That's called a wasted move. Mm. You're you're you're, pre- you're you're coming up. You're doing and again, I, I I I want to believe that they have good intentions. I want to believe that too. But after repetitive, we're talking about people that have been in office for some time now.
1: Mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. Jim okay. Kenney, thirty years. Darren Clark,
0: at least fifteen. Cindy Bash, almost ten. Why is it that areas that have say take texas for example texas doesn't even have super um uh open gun laws they're actually kind of restrictive but the culture around firearms in texas is very hey man don't go into nobody's house there's a chance that they got a shotgun or ar waiting for you no. maybe i shouldn't steal no. same thing in florida same thing in florida maybe i shouldn't do this and I get some people say, well, if we just keep, for we tough on crime, we're tough on crime. Again, you have to be balanced between making sure the people that, if you're a guy that shoots somebody, I, I wish we could catch one of the dudes shooting somebody un- unwillingly. How about this? You got shot, throw the book at them, lock them under the jail, keep them there, set, make a precedent, set a precedent off of those individuals. Because mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people that's saying, oh, be nice on those guys. They had a rough time as a youth. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Especially, but if so we... So you're, you're not liberal or progressive when it comes to all. that? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. You I don't believe have, in a death penalty? I believe in... Uh, I believe in harsh... I, 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 I don't know. So Pennsylvania leading the league and uh, people under 18 doing the death penalty or in jail for life, right? I'm not a fan of that if we haven't addressed educating and changing the culture first. Mm. But... Okay, even, oh, well, I didn't know. Okay, you didn't know. You shot somebody. They died. Now we're going to throw all of the books at you. Mm. I'm not one of those people that has this thing that, well, you know, no. But at the same time, when we're saying we're going to keep doing more of the same, and we haven't even tried this, Mm. education, I mean, it's the Bible. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So have you tried to inform young people about the rights and responsibilities and consequences that come along with Using a firearm improperly. Have you empowered that young person 17, 18? Yo, if you stay on point, when you're 21, you can protect yourself lawfully. Mm. Mm-hmm. How about have we taken them down there to go get a, a business license? Mm. How The $30 million for anti-violence money, if $700,000 and some change has went towards spread out between 40-some-odd grassroots groups, where's the other $30 million? Right. Have you spent that money to educate this demographic? Right or you're just throwing more legislation. Mm. But nobody's talking about where the money gonna get spent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What should the money get spent on? Conflict resolution and de-escalation. What would that look like? That would look like the classes that we've already done for the last four years at Black Guns Mm -hmm. Matter. Get these young people, these at-risk youth, these urban youth, ain't even at risk yet. Get these young men and women, by and large young men, yo man, you're gonna come down here, we're gonna show you how to go through conflict physically, we're going okay there's gems all over the place okay a pool's one thing what about a boxing gym what about taking them to the you know uh, uh what about a debate mm-hmm. I disagree with you mm-hmm. why, why can't we have the the, the 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 great debaters the Denzel Washington mm-hmm. whatever that is mm-hmm. are we going we're gonna talk this out we're gonna argue these points out and we're gonna have people vote we're gonna every community in the community center should have okay this person got this person with issue the block captain okay if you successfully squash a beef we give you a hundred dollars mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. incentive to actually improve the community. Where the fuck is that 30 million dollars at?
1: Why don't our politicians talk more about Conflict resolution. Because I've argued that we need mandatory conflict resolution classes in K-12 in all public schools Mm -hmm. as a Yeah, That that has to be mandated just like biology, algebra, science. Like you have to understand how to solve problems in society without resorting to violence. There's
0: two reasons for why they don't talk about it. Because to your point, that
1: $30 million we have for violence could be used to start paying researchers to put together this curriculum. It's
0: much more effective to build strong men To build strong children And to repair broken men Mm. There's money And resources In the cure Excuse me In the treatment Not the cure Mm. I fear Fear I choose my words Very carefully I fear That they are interested In um, Dealing with the problems After the fact Because there's money Involved in it
1: It's an industry Built in this concept Of anti-violence work right? Right You get paid To write white papers Conferences Conference sponsorships Media opportunities
0: Tourism Tourism i'm saying that there's a way if you interview decriminalize cannabis and turn some of the the abandoned factories into grow homes you can still generate resources and money
2: mm-hmm.
0: amsterdam's not hurting for tourism dollars mm-hmm. but yet and still we're we're, we're calling we're, we're creating freedoms and liberties we're criminalizing them making an industry off of it and then there's kickbacks mm. and i'm not i'm not saying that any of these people that are pushing this particular policy i don't know what's in their pocket i don't care mm. i'm just saying i have to ask the question of why are you so willy-nilly willing to be so unconstitutional so bold about it mm. and i know a major reason for it too is nobody from urban america in philly is uh, upright saying no that's some bullshit mm. not yet we on the way
1: yeah it just came out yesterday
0: we on know? the way yeah and
1: or, or tuesday
0: these politicians not these specific ones mm. There's a difference between a politician and a statesman or a stateswoman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am a statesman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I work for the people. Mm -hmm. If we got to lose some prison money, cool. If we're securing freedoms and cutting down on trauma, cool. Mm -hmm. If law enforcement officers get paid the same amount of money, and they're not chasing... Dude yesterday died at a broad Island. Cops were chasing him supposedly for an eighth. died Found on the track
1: electrocuted on the train track.
0: over a fucking eighth of yeah. weed yeah what the fuck are we talking about mm. it's an eighth of weed
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's not gonna be a threat to anybody once he's he well, we're not
1: supposed to be even arresting people in the city for possession anymore anyway I
0: thought it was decriminalized up to a certain <laughs> amount yeah and so these are the things that I'm talking about there's a difference between a statesman and a stateswoman and a politician mm. these policies are political cotton candy Mm-hmm. They are not going, they have not. It's not my assumption. Based on results. It's based on results. Mm-hmm. And I would caution the men and women that are pushing this to be more desperate for applying solutions for the resources that we already have allocated. Mm-hmm. Not pushing for more that that's insane. Mm-hmm. Not pushing for more of the same that does not work. Mm-hmm. I have an open challenge to all of those politicians that are pushing in support of Senate, State Senator Vincent Hughes' bill. Let's work together. Let's take a, a focus group of a certain amount of individuals that fit the profile of potentially at risk. Mm. Given the Black Guns Matter and our work for three months, let's see if we can't shift that a little bit. Mm. I would be willing to go get some of the people that are in prison. Give me some people from CFCF
2: mm-hmm.
0: and let's see if we can apply conflict resolution, de-escalation and healing from trauma, along with firearms ownership and knowing the rights and responsibilities and consequences that come along with Why that. are you so confident? Because I've seen it work already. Mm-hmm. Again, like I told you before, 2016 to 2015, two, three years ago at this point, three is some change, right? We did most of our classes for Black Guns Matter in Philly. Back-to-back classes. Conflict resolution, de-escalation, firearm safety, and training. When the stats came out for 2017, 2016, Philadelphia had some of the lowest violent crime that it had since 1979. It's Mm. not me making it up. Mm -hmm. It's a concentrated effort of a small group of people saying, hey, come on in. You're a part of this. Here's your rights. Here's how you be responsible for them. Mm -hmm. It's proven it's math. It's science. I'm not arguing against it. It's also math that when you have places where there's it's like if, if I slap somebody and get away with it, oh well nobody you're not gonna do anything because I slapped you. Mm. Oh I'ma slap you weekly. I'ma be there to get that bread and slap you weekly until you start standing up. We have to make Philadelphia is the birthplace of America. I thought I thought we was rough. I thought we was tough. Mm. I thought we was about that freedom shit. Mm. You don't get freedom by prisons are secure. There's no freedom in prison. Why are we trying to make Philadelphians prisoners of Philadelphia? Mm. Now, what would you say to those
1: who say that that that's just that's just taking it too far to, to mm-hmm. say that this bill would you know make people feel like they're in prison mm-hmm. when it, when there's just uh, you know, as the mayor suggested, this is just <laughs> a common sense gun safety law that. Is going to make sure that people are in neighborhoods, that, that they can de- de- depend, that are
0: safe. One, every time they use this phrase, common sense gun laws, that's them coming up with like a cute name to try to make something that's not actually common sense <laughs> seem like common sense. <laughs> okay. If it was common sense, we would have data to prove it. Mm. I don't want to deal in people's... Common sense ain't that common. Right. I want to deal in math. Mm. I want to deal in reality. Evidence-based. Evidence-based let's do a case study and let's... We have a case study. The problem is 90% of people killed in gun-free zones are bodies, are humans that will never... Their family will never see them again. Mm -hmm. So when he says that, it's like, that's the first thing. And the other thing is, you know, your... your lack of understanding of the culture of guns... You shouldn't... You shouldn't be talking about what guns do if you haven't done the study. You shouldn't... You also... The people... Overwhelmingly, and uh, convicted of firearms-related crimes, overwhelmingly are not legal firearm owners. Right, and not only legal firearm
1: owners, this, the, the, the 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 guns they're using are stolen.
0: Right. So,
1: and we already know that.
0: So right. So we, we your common sense means nothing to the math. Mm. You know what I mean? And the other thing is, we're talking about incremental steps towards, you know, um, getting people. At, Less than 20 years ago, Venezuela was one of the most powerful small countries in the world financially. Right. Over time, their rights for the people to defend themselves was taken away. They in the street begging for bread now in Venezuela. This we ain't talking about hundred years. We're talking about within 20 years.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a shit show down there.
0: It's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. The government is running the citizens over with tanks. Literally.
1: Yeah.
0: And why do we think that this slow incremental step towards that type of infringement isn't what's happening? Mm. If you're ignoring the data on both sides, more guns. Literally, there's a book by John Lott. More guns, less crime. Mm. He did the data. He's a nerd.
1: Mm.
2: He
0: did the data. He did another book called The War on Guns. What's his name? John Lott. Okay. J-O-H-N-L-O-T-T. Boom. That's one. Then on the other side, okay... Let's go to the places where you say that that these rules are going to work. Are they working? No. So what? There is no common sense in non-mathematical principles. Mm. There's nothing sensical about that. That's Mm. nonsense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's nonsense. That is a cotton candy solution that I fear that people are presenting and just saying shit to make it look like you're doing something as opposed to having an actual mathematical breakdown while... Not violating Philadelphians' rights.
1: You think the average politician, uh, the average person in this city, is going to understand when they hear banning guns from rec centers? Do you think they'll the initial reaction would be, "Oh yeah, you know that's cool. My kids go to rec centers all the time. I don't want people with guns there." Or are they going to have the reaction that you have?
0: I think most, just like in your social circle, when you present it, most people go, "Well, wait. I know Kurt. Kurt's a piece of shit. He doesn't follow any rules." Mm. Why do they think another rule? I think they I think they're over they're underestimating the intelligence of Philadelphians, mm. and it's it's the soft bigotry of low expectations. Mm. Well, they won't know, so we'll just say a thing. Mm. And as a, as opposed to in the barbershop, we we going, what the fuck do they think this is going to solve? Mm. This is dumb. Mm-hmm. Now our job is to make sure that uh, Philadelphians are politically active enough to go, bro, you violating our thing. No, and if you keep saying that. We're going to put you out of that position. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not one of those statesmen or politicians that is like, well, don't lock him up because I don't give a fuck. Mm. You shoot somebody not in self-defense. I want to lock you under the jail twice. Mm. I'm not a, well, he, he wasn't raised right. Well, too bad. Too little, too late. Sorry, we'll, we'll deal with rehab when he's in there. Mm. So no sympathy. I don't have no sympathy for that shit
1: at all. At all what's your message to the young men that you don't sympathize with who are committing these crimes and again I think we should also note that and I think the data proves this out in these neighborhoods where the crime's occurring it's very small pockets of men very very small it's yeah. not a large amount of community mm-hmm. who are doing these crimes over and so, over so and over. I mean we know where the neighborhoods are mm-hmm. we know the population size that are committing this we know how they're getting the guns for the large part that people are, are getting their gun stolen, not reporting them, and then they're ending up on the street, or yeah. some people are buying them legally and then selling them on the yeah. street. None of this legislation deals with any of that. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, But if we already know the problems based on data, and yet we still, so we, what, don't, we don't what, do anything as it relates to that.
0: What I would say to those young men, one, so two things, it's a two-prong question. One, what I would say to the young men that are doing those things, wow, well, to, to the men that are doing those things is, yo, bro, you have another option to defend yourself. And if you come down, when I'm city council person, Let's figure out how to get you some money. Mm. Men that's getting money, We, I'm cool. You got a business, you got a, a, a... I don't care if it's a construction company, if it's a lawn care, whatever. Listen, man, I'm making $1,000 a day for my family. I'm not risking this. Mm-hmm. I, every hustler that I know is out of, initially out of a sense of desperation. Mm-hmm. That's why his desperation is so dangerous. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I say to them brothers, listen, we can, tell me what the problem is. Let's, let's as a community, figure out how to solve that. Your specific problem. Make it very, look man, I don't got a job. Okay, I'm coming down here. I'm gonna show you how to get a business license. Initially, let's say if I could get you $500 a week on a stand, mm. on a stand, in an area that's zoned for stands, a table, a chair, Would you you be on this block selling merchandise the same way you would do other things and make $500 to $1,000 yourself, and then you you a citizen at that point? I know 90% of them young men, 20 years old, would be like, hell yeah. Mm. We haven't approached that.
2: Mm.
0: So the other portion of that is, again, the reason why they're not approaching certain things about, okay, how can we deal with these? Either you're scared of the community, you're doing it from the ivory tower. Mm.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. What you scared of? Mm -hmm. Stop saying... You want to represent the community. If you can't even be a part of the community, mm. you sound like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> There's something you've had on your Instagram,
1: and I think I've seen it on your Twitter. I'm not I'm not sure if it's a shirt or if it's if it's just like a tagline. You said all gun control is racist. Absolutely. Does Do you still feel that way, given that it's all black legislators who are pushing this gun control legislation? There's a
0: such... Yeah, neo-colonialism is a thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, pushing a... Po- so, for example, if I allegedly if I sold crack years ago, right, I was complicit in the destruction of my community, regardless mm. of mm. if it was I got to do or oh, mm-hmm. I thought. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you thought. Mm-hmm. When I allegedly robbed drug dealers, mm-hmm. it was well they drug dealers, so they bad. And it's like, well, how about the war on drugs is an anti-freedom thing, and that was the setup from the gate. Mm. So you're unaware, but you're still complicit in the bullshit. Mm. So whether you're unaware or intentional doesn't matter to me. Either get aware or stop being intentionally dumb Mm. and fix the problem. So, you know, they're, they're, um, yo, you can't, I I just can't, I can't, I can't, I can't support a politician that is naive. Mm -hmm. That is not a part of the job description. Mm -hmm. People are depending on your judgment. Mm. I can't. I can't be cool with a cowardly law enforcement officer or a guy posing as law enforcement officer that got a gang of bias and saying all of this racist shit. That's not what the job does. Mm-hmm. That's not part of the job description. Mm-hmm. You're actually held to a different standard. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I can't hold no quarter for you. Mm. If, you are, if you are a servant of the people... Your judgment has to be sound If you are a judge There's a reason why Meek just got mm-hmm. A new trial mm-hmm. The judge was biased As mm-hmm. a judge You cannot be biased mm-hmm. Basic part of the job You can't do it Because you want them to sing On Bended Knee A remix Whatever You are not fit for this mm-hmm. So when they keep pushing This legislation It makes me go Are you fit to serve? Mm-hmm. So I can't I can't with the, the Ignorance Or we didn't know Or the Do we need a new generation Of uh, Yes
1: Yeah I didn't even have to finish it
0: Yes a, a whole new And I would love for those Elder statesmen and stateswomen To give us the game And for them to listen to our game too mm. Gone are the days where The new age of politician Or public servant Is a, like back in the day You get the Sankofa bird mm. Thomas Jefferson You know Benjamin Franklin All of those dudes George Washington was regular dudes They smoked mm-hmm. They hung out they was going to shoot the other side. They were regular, hardcore men and women that were about liberty. We need to get back to that as opposed to this rock star. I'm mm. so prissy, you know, I have on a suit. I don't care about your suit. you worried about your suit and how you look. But the, the, you worried about the symbol more so than the substance. Mm. The new age politician and statesperson, the new age politician and statesperson is going to be men and women of the people. Mm-hmm. Everyday folks. I'm going to take the train to work. Every exactly. work at city council. person. Right. I'm taking Because here it is. The train is literally right, here. right there. Why well, spend all of that extra money for a gas budget? Nah, mm-hmm. cool, y'all. Where we going? Downtown? Where we going to? You where? don't want a security staff? You no, don't want I'm my security staff. Mm-hmm. Play yourself if you want to. <laughs> More politicians need... Okay, there's a reason why. And I might not agree with a lot of what President Trump says. But why does he have over... His... his His approval ratings with even black people, if everybody on all TV is saying, dude's racist. But his approval ratings with black people at this point is even higher than anticipated. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we want a regular politician? That dude is not a politician. No, he's not. At all. Mm -mm. But overwhelmingly. He's barely a functioning adult, (laughs) But, but
1: he said some real shit. And I think that the, related, the, the the thing is, and look, I, I tell people all the time, if you don't understand the appeal of Trump, it's because you don't want to understand the appeal
0: of Trump. It's because you aren't real, and real recognize real. Right. When he said, and I think it was Detroit, when he said uh, when, on the campaign trail in 2016, you got no jobs. <laughs> you go outside, you get shot. <laughs> what, what do, what do you have to lose? To lose? Yeah. And I know so many dudes in the barbershop was like, Yeah, yeah. stop pretending. Mm. Stop pretending. Mm -hmm. The pretense and the cotton candy solutions or the cotton candy presentations, because they're not solutions, do not help.